Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only Puckle Battlecast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vila, here today with a brilliant mind because he's the one who designed the entire topic that you've already clicked on and already have a spoiler to. So, the one, the only, Claude9 is here joining me today. Oh, hello everyone! How, how is it going today? I'm sure they all answered the question at their car. Yeah, I know, right? I realize that. I'm like, I'm not going to get any response <laughs> back. <laughs> well, my day is good. I had this little rhyme that I was going to do to introduce you, but I definitely forgot all of it by the time that I got home today. So, oh, what was it? What was uh, it? Oh, Try well, your best. Remember, I ha- I I don't know it. Like I I know I was referencing like uh, his name is Claude. He he's the puckle draft god, and you're going to be hurting like the thing from Dragon Ball Z abridged. I don't remember. Oh, it was something along those lines. The oh. name's Raccoon. <laughs> along that. Oh my! I love it. I wish you remembered it now. <laughs> I know. I think that's about what it was. It was really lame and I didn't put much thought to it because then work took off. But oh well, we're talking Pokemon now, that's for sure. So what mm-hmm. have you been up to, Claude? Uh, I, I've been doing way too much uh, draft league stuff. I, I over committed myself to a bunch of leagues and now I'm just having to, <laughs> you know, play like I have like six or seven matches. I have six or seven matches this week and it's just a lot. Oh my goodness. Good on you, though. I mean, you're getting... You're getting the ability to fun. do what's fun. I mean, yeah. I, I'm having fun, and that's really what matters. It's just, you know, I, get, I just get to put in less prep than I want to into all these matches. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, it's the price we pay for just that that sheer amount of what we want. Well, yeah, but, like, are. some of them are fun. Like, I have a monotype match, yeah. like, right after we record this, and I'm always pumped about that every week. It's a nice break between, all right, standard, standard, ooh, fun. Uh-huh. Are you set on a monotype team? Is your type oh, yeah. set? Oh, yeah. I'm monobug for this. Monobug. Okay. Yeah. I I, last last time I was there, I went through everybody with monopoison, and wow. I went to my next team, so next up is bug. Wow. That's really fun. Are you having fun? What's like? What's your MVP? I'm curious. Uh, so I've only done one week, and I had a Scolipede go, I think, four or five kills week one. Wow. So, Nicely done. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. It's Scolipede doing Scolipede things. Exactly. It has a set kind of thing that it does, and it yep. does it well. Well, cool. Very cool. Well, I'm a little bit of a traitor to the battle cast. Uh, I mentioned it this week on the main show, but I am going to Salt Lake City for the first TCG tournament in a long, long oh, that's time. that's so cool. Yeah, I'm really pumped. I've 
I've been practicing a lot with this deck that I've been doing. Uh, I mentioned it Monday, the the Mew and Leafeon combination. Uh, it, it works sometimes, most of the time, actually. Did you win your other tournament that you were in last weekend? I didn't win it. I came in, of 300 people, 109th place. But my secondary goal was accomplished, which was showing up on the Limitless Tournament stat page without having to click Show All Players. So oh. I'm there. Okay. If you go you to the only, if you, you go to the Celio list. Yep. I got 109th out of 300. So that's better than average. How many, average. How many games I, did you play? I ended up there were 9 total and, and you mathematically went five and you four. had to No. <laughs> no. After my third loss I dropped out because um mathematically I couldn't get into top cut with the with the points I ah. could have earned. So, so I you just stopped, stopped at what 4 and three, 3 losses. Uh 3 and 3. 3 and 3. Yeah. Yep. One of those losses I just severely misplayed and that's just because i'm still learning the deck a little bit and i could have done a lot of different things that would have turned that turn around and let me win but that, that was on me i'm still learning so that's why oh, we practice we exactly so that i think i'll do better that feel bad blowing a plane ticket exactly um i'll do i'll do tons better by then i'll get tons of more practice in by then but yeah that's what i've been up to i'm a little bit of a traitor to the battle cast this month folks i apologize hey, but you are I've still battling pokemon and that's what matters <laughs> exactly and go ahead and call me a dirty Mew VMAX player. That's me. I'm a terrible person. Yes, yes. It's me. I'm the worst. Is anyone surprised? No. No. I'm the guy who also plays semi-stall, so, like, come at me. I could be <sighs> much worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that, though, before Claude completely decides to back out of recording this episode with me, let us move on to tier time. We will be right back. <laughs> Now it's time to see the results of this month's Blood, Sweat, and Teary. And welcome back to Tier Time. We're going to start from the top like we most of the time always do. And it's Ubers. Ubers. Nothing new. I I am sorry, guys. I'm not much into the Ubers meta very moment, and I don't think it's changed all that much. However, there is one little trend that's happening with a team I saw that was being discussed in the forums... And that is running Lunala with three attacks and hypnosis on a gravity-centered team. Oh. Because, yeah, in gravity, hypnosis hypnosis is 100%. Yeah. You got it. And it kind of inspired something that we'll talk about later in the episode, but we'll get there when we get there. And, yeah, so, you know, gravity and weird, weird things like that can pop up in Ubers where everything's allowed, in a sense. So... Always keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. There's not really a trend, but it's just kind of a, here's a flavor of the week. Huh. That's a nifty one. Yeah. Moving along, though, and since that one was so short, I'll go ahead and tackle OU as well. There are no bans or suspect tests or anything like that. Um, so here's a couple things that have just kind of happened in the last month. Landorus is slipping just a little bit. Just a little tiny bit. It's still, you know, upwards of 45% usage because it's just a lot of roll compression Only and everything. 45%? I thought it was over 50 Yeah, I know, right? Nah, I think it's about 45 last I checked, but that might be me looking at, like, the 1825 as opposed to the whole stats uh, okay, or something like okay. that. I don't know. Um, but it is... Eh, people are mixed on it. And it is still, of course, running specially defensive because that's what you do now with your Landos. Um, so other than that... They made a couple changes to the viability ranks for OU, which was kind of interesting. One of them was that Ferrothorn has hopped up into the S ranks, bringing the family of S rank Pokemon here in OU to Landorus, Ferrothorn, Heatran, 
and Weavile. That is the S-Rank family. I like how Weavile is getting been... love this generation. Oh my goodness, it's getting so much love. It's essentially just shoving out all of the other Ice and Dark types that could be OU because of how good it is. Well, I mean, it's a Weavile. Yeah, it's no Sneasler, but it's a Weavile. Uh, it's better than Sneasler. <laughs> it's got a priority move, so that it, alone it puts it up off. there. It's better than Sneasler. Did I say that? That's true. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know. Like when home lands, who knows? Maybe Sneezer will have a Sne- Sneezler will have it added to its move set. We don't know the transfer set until it actually happens. If it does, but who knows? Maybe those things will never reach Sword and Shield, and they'll just go straight into Scarlet and Violet because we have seen Hisui and Zoroark in that. Yep. So we know there's some compatibility. Yeah. We just don't know what. Exactly. I'm anticipating a lot of these meta changes will start to teeter off just a little bit there won't be as many monumental changes and shifts now that we have the scarlet and violet announcement so we'll see how that affects overall smoke on tears but i continue on one thing that is also just completely surging now is tornadus as Qrim was banned tornadus can rise again and it's got a lot of sets the nasty plot of course is around Wait, was banned? i miss this Qrim was banned yep Gosh. Regular, no form of QREM is allowed in Sword and Shield Dang, OU. I didn't think it was that good, but I guess I'm wrong. Freeze dry, my friend. Freeze yeah, I, dry. I Put it over the edge. Um, but yeah, now with QREM out, Tornadus becomes the big one. Uh, regenerating is amazing, as always. Utility sets are good. It can defog really well. And Assault Vest is popping off because special defensive things are very very good in ou and on that note volcarona is kind of slipping because everything that it usually could have countered in a, or not countered but at least set up on now is running tons of special defense tornadus walks in and hurricanes it and takes nothing back thanks to the assault vest landorus can pop it because it's running pure special defensive volcarona is having a really hard time doing anything productive which pains my heart because it's on my chart so oh well uh, oh, in its well. place, in its place is Blacephalon, which is a fantastic fire type. It's commonly run as, running a scarf and is just immensely powerful with fire blast, shadow ball. That's all you need. Yeah, so. pretty much. And finally, a player survey came out for generally taking the temperature of how people feel about OU right now. And in general, pretty much everyone likes the current state of the game. Pretty much everyone enjoys the current state of the game and doesn't see anything as particularly broken or in even need of a suspect test or anything like that. Well, Some of the ones they specifically asked about was Heatran, Dragapult, no, not Dragapult, Heatran and Weavile. I think that was it that they specifically asked about and then just kind of had an open, if you think anything else is broken, put it here. And of course, most people put Dragapult there, but not most people as in... Most people who filled out anything there, I get uh, Dragapult didn't even get like twenty percent of people mm-hmm. from the survey. So yeah, but no, no one really thinks anything is particularly broken or standing out as bad. So we're in a good place in OU, folks. It's probably I love it. It's really stable. People call it stale, but that's entropy that's not, that's is the perfect terrible. state of being, yeah. if you ask the universe. So tell me a little bit about you, you Claude. Now that yeah. we're off the heat stable OU. So we've had no bans, no unbans, nothing left, nothing arrived, nothing's being tested. Um, so yep. we're, we're just in a generic state of you know UU since the last tier is what we're January. 
last tier uh, the last tier ships happened in January. Yeah. So by the time we have next Battlecast, we will have whatever so, the next tier shifts are. So, so it's that'll just be exciting. Things, it's taken two months to adjust to the meta. Yep. And from there, we've seen that, you know, Thundee T with knockoff is still very scary. Um, having the electric immunity is nice. Being over 100 base speed is really, really nice. Mm, yeah. Uh, the other mom that's seeing a lot of rise is Salamance, you know, because it has a lot of different roles it can do. Uh, it can be utility with intimidate. It can be a moxie, uh, you know, dragon dance sweeper. It can be specially based. It can get defog. And it's great for Excadrill, which is also down here now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good typing against that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it kind of, you know, helps in that matchup. Uh, and then one of my favorites that's been doing very, very well, uh, is Zaru. <laughs> uh, I, I love the monkey. Um, he, he's just, you know, very good. The 105 base speed, very, very bulky, gets a lot of good, you know, just utility-esque moves. It can either can set up with bulk up and jungle healing. It can, you know, be a great scarfer with U-turns. Um, that and with mm-hmm. all the different, you know, ghosts and darks and grounds that are around here, it's just really, really good. Hence, reason why Salamance is also doing very well, because it kind of walls the root. Just a yeah. little bit. But, uh, the, yeah, the other mods that have really shown up here in Yo-Yo have been Aegislash and Slowking. So, you know, that Regenerator-type mods are really doing well, and, you know, Aegislash is Aegislash. One Aegislash wrong misstep, and you lose. Yep. And that's just, I still am floored by that. That is crazy to me that Aegislash is down into after being uber. I'm just still... Goodness. And it's it's so funny to me how the little change they made or they, they did two yeah. things. like they they nerfed King Shield a little bit and they took away some uh-huh. of its defenses, I think. Yep. Like they dropped and that's all it took for it to go from overpowered to oh it's okay. Did it lose offensive stats too? I need to look that up. I think it may have lost I think all the fifties became one fifties became one forties, but I could be wrong. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the attacking stats also dropped by 10 each. Yeah. So they, they hard nerfed it because they, they realized, oh, we like this mod. We want it to be useful. And, you know, if no one's using it, goodbye. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just overtuned. And now it's in a yeah. much, much better spot. Um, especially with and how then they introduced Dragapult. Yeah. And then they introduced all the other broken <laughs> ghost types <clears throat> and made it so knockoff is a move that you can't avoid anymore with no z's or megas so that's another reason i think it dropped really yeah well i mean it it still gave full power when you're holding a z crystal i thought yeah yeah it did but it wasn't like on everything because it wasn't Mm. always going to knock something correct correct now with it always being guaranteed to slap an item off a lot of pokemon lost knock off this generation Eh, i mean sort of in in a restricted meta yes but in smogon's format where if it ever learned the move it you can carry it over then you're fine. Well, um, to some extent, but yes. Yeah, I mean, look at Clefable and Softboiled as an example. But you can, got ha- that you can in, get that set in Swish, though, if you want. Not Softboiled. That's a tutor <laughs> move from, like, Gen 3. I thought you could still bring it over. You just, it wouldn't be You can still ready. bring it over. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah that, it wouldn't that's be battle ready for official. Yeah. No, but that, 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 that's the difference. Like, you already. can't bring something that has hidden power over. It will lose the hidden power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, Clefable has okay. Softboiled. You can bring it over. It would still have Softboiled. It just yeah. isn't battle yeah. ready. Right. Yep. That, that's the I difference think we're on the I was trying to page make. now. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, that's pretty much it for you. It's it's a good time. Yeah. All right. We'll hop down to argue <laughs> then. Um, much like before, no bans, unbans, and no suspect test. So pretty boring. Pretty good into the tier shift. We'll see what happens next month. Obstagoon continues to be the absolute best wall breaker in the tier. 
because it only misses out on two it KOs on Galarian Weezing and specifically Coppleberry Cobalion. Chapelberry. Yeah. You have to have the Coppleberry or else close combat will pop you. So, yep. yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely crazy. And the reason it misses Galarian Weezing, I'm guessing, is neutralizing gas gets rid of the guts bonus. Yeah, so, 100% uh-huh. it does. Yep. Uh, anyway, on... On from there, you run your Obstagoons, folks. It's terrifying, and if you don't run Obstagoon, run Galarian Weezing, which is also part of the reason why Vileplume has kind of just dropped off the radar, because yeah. Weezing is needed for Obstagoon. Yep. Uh, other than that, though, another rising star is Registeel for having an amazing defensive just ability and stats and move pool for it. It's one of the few Togekiss answers in the tier, thanks to its just natural bulk and air slash resistance, and it can set rocks and toxic things that you don't like in front of it. Yeah, but you can't in resist a, a flinch. Yeah, uh, you can't, but you can you can make it burn through all of its power points. That's for sure. That's the fun part. Yeah. In a similar vein, uh, Rhyperior has now been put into the A rank. It's one of the things that joined RU last tier shift, and they finally designated a letter rank to it. And it's A rank because it's another rocker. It's yet another Togekiss answer, an electric absorber. And just with solid rock is incredibly bulky and trade and can trade really well with things that are in front of it. And stab edgequake coverage is really hard to switch into. Not many things resist that particular offensive combination. The things that come to mind are levitate bronzong specifically and grass fighting types, of which there are now a couple more thanks to Hisui. But that's the only typing I can think of off the top of my head that resists ground rock coverage. Yes. I'm sure there's maybe one other and it may have may even not have a pokemon in it but we'll not waste time on it because that's the important part yeah you need uh, other to be than fighting that, plus to resist fighting yeah, bug. fighting and then no fighting, fighting bug. Bug. uh fighting and anything that resists no because bug bugs weak to rock yeah uh, ground the yeah the problem is that there's just not a whole lot that resists ground specifically it's either bug grass or floating so yeah, yeah. you'd be a floating mon really yeah if only Aegislash got Levitate. Nope. The world would be different. It w- and Mega Pinsir wouldn't be a problem. Oh, well. Anyway, moving on. What? Guzzlord is a thing that's really, really, really surging here because Celebi is on the rise, as well as Chandelure being countered by it and Electrics in general. Guzzlord puts a stop to all of them thanks to its funky typing. But doesn't Celebi get Dazzling Glam? Maybe, but does it run it? Oh. It has so many other better moves that it wants to run, like Leaf Storm, Nasty Plot, Recover, Heal Bell, Psychic for Stab. Fair enough. It's got so many different options that Dazzling Gleam may not make it onto sets. Unless, you know, hypothetically, Guzzlord completely surges over the meta, which it kind but of is Obstagoon starting to do. But Obstagoon already so. is surging over the meta. So Exactly. So, meh. Uh, other than that, Reuniclus has kind of dropped off. It's been S-ranked there for a long time. It even had its own suspect test, wherein it failed to get banned. So, the meta adapted. And... Players have adapted, and Reuniclus has seen far better days. Part of the reason that Celebi is rising is because Reuniclus is still popular, and Celebi can outpace it in setting up. So, yes, that is that is one of the reasons. And for the most part, that covers RU's current trends. So, we'll move on down to NU. Take it away, Claude. Yeah, for the first time, we have a ban. Uh, NU this ah! banned uh, Kudra. Agudra is gone. The, the the tier just was not able to handle its power, unpredictability, and the varying sets that you could run with it between E-Belt, Specs, Assault Vest. It was just too much mm-hmm. for people to handle. Um, 
But, I mean, after that, you have Blastoise, which is the next thing making waves in the tier. Uh, because <laughs> Shell Smash and, you know, all of its modern moves that it's gotten over the years. Like uh, Aura, Aura Sphere. Aura is dumb. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Valley Ground is also on the radar, having potential action, thanks to its, you know, great power and coverage. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, I think the, uh, the council has mentioned how they're more keen on acting on the Sil Valley than they are the Blastoise, even though Shell Smash Blastoise is a terror, and mm, I don't like it. Both of them are terrifying. I think Blastoise is more readily counterable by similar things, but Sylvalli can kind of weird itself out to get around would-be counters, so I bet that's probably the reason. Yeah. Uh, and the other big thing is Rest Talk Snorlax is just, you know, walling a lot of a lot of these monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. it there, not a lot's going on anymore. Uh, things are, you know, shaking up since the Kudra ban, so. Yeah, we'll I'm see sure how people are develop. still feeling out how to do. Yeah. I'm really excited. I really hope home drops soon. I really want my Hisui and Gudra. It's so, it's so cool. It's got so much potential. <laughs> you know it's going to start in OU and then slowly drop down. Oh, yeah, I know. And I'm going to use it in OU. I've already got like three teams with it. Of course, they're all semi-stall because it's me, but I've already got like a bunch of them. It's going to be great. I think even when home drops, we're going to see like some time to figure out exactly what the, like, it might be the mons without the new moves mm-hmm. or like just because a lot of those moves, we don't know what they do in a real battle. Exactly. Yeah. Cause a lot of them is like, Oh, you're now obscured. Yeah. Or like what, what is obscured? Exactly. That's just boost your evasion, which will be immediately banned. Like, Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's yeah. banned. If it's a cosmic power, even that's not really that note, honestly. So whatever. Ah, oh, for Gudra, it might be. It gets body press and that's kind of good. Granted, it gets acid armor too. So, yeah, that would just be... Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to, let's anyway, go to PU. Anyway, yeah, let's hit PU. Uh, there is currently a suspect test going on, but I apologize, dear listener, you are not able to join it because that suspect test ended um, point accrual on March 6th, and voting is due by March 10th, which is when this episode is already out. So sometime, quote-unquote, today, we'll find out if Espeon is banned in PU. In general, the feelings in the forums tend to be really mixed on Espeon. Um, some people don't think it's overbearing pretty much at all. Others wonder why it was ever allowed back in the tier and want it gone with fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it typically runs one of two sets. One of them is the Choice Specs Wallbreaker, which is a very powerful wallbreaker for PU. And the other arguably more consistent and stable set is a defensive wish pass type of thing to take advantage of magic bounce and heal other members of your team. So jury is very much still out on if Espeon will remain or not. I can't really get a temperature for how people in general will vote or feel. So we'll find out later today, dear listeners. Go take a look at the forums. I'm going to call it now. It's going to get banned. I, I, that would, that's a safe call, I think. <laughs> It's very rare that things are suspect tested and don't make it in my in in what I've seen. Uh, Reuniclus is one of them. That was a rarity or an oddity. But yeah, it, it's probably going to. We'll see. Moving on, though, similar to Rhyperior, wherein it got a letter designation later into the time, Glastrier is a new addition to the A tier. And that's just because it's got crazy power, crazy bulk, but is held back by its stealth rock weakness. So... That's why it finally landed in the tier it belongs. The legend that Calyrex rides is P-U. a PU mon. Granted, Calyrex yep. himself is like 
hot dog water. Calyrex is weird because it's it's nerfed by design in the store. Its base stat total is even really really yeah. low compared to Legends, so it makes sense. But it poor Glastrier, like dude, come on. The the disparity between Glastrier and Spectrier is just mind boggling. And it's even it baffles me how like. Just Glastrier to Glastrier Ice or to Calyrex Ice Rider is a massive jump. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, moving on, though. Ninjask, similarly, is also A tier, or finally given a letter designation. It's the best U-Turner in the tier by far and is a much appreciated pivot that the tier kind of wanted. With its natural speed, you can afford to run adamant and really hurt things with a U-Turn when you manage to get in. You're probably tied to wearing shoes, like you have to have heavy-duty boots because it's double weak. To oh, rocks, yeah, 100%. But yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good little cicada right in time for, I think it was last year that was the 17-year cycle. I don't remember. No. Uh, one thing that has just hopped up to S rank largely because of a lot of meta trends, specifically with Espeon, uh, Togedemaru has risen to mm-hmm. S rank down here because of its just incredible role compression and wild flexibility espion is one thing that it's a response to as well as the surging magneton and snow warning ability now that that's legal again uh togedemaru does a decent job checking all of those things and it's incredibly flexible by itself it runs a large variety of items from leftovers to rocky helmet to no item at all uh and its abilities too are great like for poltergeist uh yeah yeah absorbing a poltergeist hit and I think maybe a couple other things specifically, but maybe yeah, mainly absorbing a poltergeist yeah. hit. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but it's also a really great wish passer and defensive wall. Its abilities are wild. Iron barbs, lightning rod, something else that's important. Give Togedemaru a whirl. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. And finally, we've got yet another Specs Abuser, now that Serena was banned a while ago. And that is Jellicent has really, really popped yeah. off. I think we called that it would like a month or two ago. And that's fine. I like that. Uh huh. A specs user too. Jellicent's cool. Strength sap. Anything with strength sap is is just kind of cool in mm-hmm. general. So, but this is not using strength sap. Oh, it's sapping something else. Your life. Yeah, it's with its spec water spouts. Exactly. Spec. Oh yeah, it gets water spout. I forgot that. I was oh, thinking hydro yeah. bump. My gosh. Yikes. Well. That is pretty much the tiers. Uh, mm-hmm. As I said, we're kind of in a lull. Next month, we'll have tier shifts to discuss. So we'll see what happens then. And hopefully soon we'll start getting little whispers of Scarlet and Violets as people lose interest steadily Ooh. in Sword and Shield. We only have another like uh, eight months before then. Is that? Yeah, it does look like it'd be eight months. Yeah. It's going to be. Like, Dang it. It's like the week I just before got Thanksgiving finished. always. Or Black Friday. Yeah. That is. That's usually their time frame. Yeah. Ugh, I just got finished waiting eight months for Legends Arceus, and now I've got to do it all again, immediately again. Ugh. Well, good thing you still have Terrible. Legends Arceus, unless you finished the game already. I have not. I've been bad. And like I said, I've been focused on other things, so I need I need to pick it mm. up again. I've got a four-hour plane flight coming up in a couple of weeks, though, so perfect, perfect timing. timing. Anyway, before I get off on a weird tangent of plane flights and Legends Arceus progress... Let us end the tier time here, and we'll head on over to the topic. We'll be right back. And now, for our main topic. And welcome back to the topic, and our topic today, as you saw when you clicked the episode, is Puckle Draft League Season 6. Right? Season 6? Yeah, this is Season 6. 
cool. I know my Roman numerals. So, old listeners and new listeners alike, don't worry. Do not fret. We will give you a rundown of how Draft League works, especially for you older players who have done a Puckle Draft League before because... You'll actually need to listen to this episode because there's some things that are different now that Claude's in charge. Um, so, Claude, take me through what is different, better, special about season six compared to the prior five. So the, the majority of the Puckle Draft League, granted, I say that, I mean, seasons one, two and three were all done in Gen 7. And, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, at the, you know, around the start, people were still figuring out how a draft league worked. And we have slowly, you know, jumped into Gen 8, and this will be our last one in Gen 8, now that I get to say that, probably. Yeah. Uh, at least as far as PDL is concerned. Um, mm-hmm. and what we've done in prior leagues is we've always had a tiering system where you get, you know, a couple of A tiers, B tiers, C tiers. A lot of mods fit within those tiers. However, o- over time, people have realized that is not the most optimal way to draft. Because within each tier, it becomes very polarizing of, oh, these are the best mons here, these are the worst mons. Not at- you can't fit everyone into, like, five tiers. So, the, mm-hmm. the whole big change we're doing this time is we have switched to a 19-point system, where m- the majority of the mons are put within, you know, 19 points. Some with some restrictions. And this way, it's in, instead of you know being forced to draft a certain number of tiers, you are given a point total uh, for this draft. It's I think 115, and yep. you just have to draft between nine, eleven mons, no restrictions. You can pick a bunch of high stuff, pick a bunch of low stuff, but you have to stay within that point tier bracket. And we are purposely going back from the past two seasons we had were I think Galar decks, and then Galar decks with you know uh, the two expansions. Now we're doing going back to the full national decks of Pokemon. So you get all your Megas Ooh. back, uh, no Z-moves still, uh, no Dynamax. That's good. It, it's a standard Nat Dex draft is how I'm looking at it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, because a lot of us, in at least in Puckle, between last season and this season, knew there was going to be a large break and all went off and started you know, competing in a bunch of other leagues. And you know, we've had a lot of fun with it, learned a bunch of things, and things have culminated into what is this here. Yeah, so. I dig it. Yeah, I was getting ready to, I was prepping the show episode thinking, okay, this is Draft League. I can talk about this. I've done several of these and I just know it backwards and forwards. No, sir. <laughs> no, I do not. So, so it's so, it's all the same. The only thing that we've changed about it between other previous PDL seasons is it went from tiers to a point based. Yep. So uh-huh. you can get more synergy now. Uh, there's a lot more you can do with it. It's we're just kind of like opening up the reins for anyone to come in and have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking at the one point things right now because I was curious. Oh yeah, there's, there's hidden things everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff even at one point. I'm like, oh, that maybe should be too. Dunsparce baby. Well, th- there's a couple other ones that I see. That I'm like, you should probably be two points. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a little strong for one, and then I'm just gonna see what happens. Yeah. I mean, Mega Sableye, for instance, is like, it, unlike other draft tiers when we had Megas back mm-hmm. in Gen 7, uh, all the Megas were right in the front and they cost the most. This is very different. Like, y- he mentioned that a couple of them are worth 19 points. Uh, Some of the Megas are not. Yeah. The highest Mega is actually 18. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, but, but the, that's the point, though, is where before it would be like, all right, this costs you 104, like, this costs you 40 points to draft this Mega or anyone within this tier. Like, this is just a standard mm-hmm. Mega. But that leaves it to be like, that takes away some of the, like, fun of it. 
I guess. Or like, yeah. Because at that point, it's like, oh, you're looking through all of like the things that cost 40 points and more. And it's like, all right, why is Charizard Y in there? That's obviously the worst one of this. Yep. Why would I purposely draft that when I can draft, you know, Mega Gallade, who is just strictly yeah. better, but costs the same. It really kind of, so it, it reflects how good things are without yes. artificially making it just kind of based on points. I really like it. I really like this. I'm glad that y'all got a lot of experience with a bunch of other places um, and can bring that back. Yeah. into Puckle that, for their that, for their draft league. That's what we've been doing for a lot of things. Even some of the tournaments that we've seen, we saw an idea somewhere else. I'm like, oh, let's try that here. Why is Dracovish on this list? What? So I so normally, and, and Dracovish is one of the few exceptions I'll talk about. Is I where did I put it? Fourteen. It's at fourteen. Uh, it's at fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so normally it's <laughs> a little bit lower. I think it's usually thirteen points on most drafts, but really, I bumped wow. it up to fourteen. I think here. I think we talked about moving it up just because it's not that good when wow, you have like okay. like in a draft, yeah. Like I, I understand that on the ladder when you're everyone's using like doesn't know what you're bringing, you can't prepare for it. Right. Whereas yeah. here, if you see it, if you're faster than it, your it's vicious friend doesn't do anything. Or it's like, oh mm-hmm. okay, I can survive a couple of hits. I can put a rocky helmet on my mon, and suddenly now it's useless. And it's like, oh, I can protect spam versus this Dracovish. Yep. Now its power is half. It can't kill me. And now it's taking Rocky Helmet or something like that. Like, there are a lot of ways to counter Drake of it. Same with Darmer, uh, Darmanitan. Uh, Absolutely. Gl- yeah. like, it's the, yeah. it's the uh, same exact thing. Too. You can just know, oh, if I bring rocks, then it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they have to run Defog or something, or they're going to get chipped a whole bunch. Granted, they could run Heavy Duty Boots, mm-hmm. but at that point, you're, that, that's a waste. It's always Scarf for Bit. Or Zen Mode. Yeah. Or Zen Mode. Or Zen Mode, that's right. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of things like we don't normally see from OU. Like Deoxys Speed is around. Landorus Incarnate mm-hmm. is there. Urshifu is back. Oh my god, that is Landorus Incarnate. Yes, what? it is. Um, oh but, my god, and that's Single Strike. And that's oh Single gosh. Strike. Because as good as some of these mons are, they have proven to be beatable. Yeah. And they've proven to be do that multiple, multiple times. And people start uh-huh. bringing it in. Like, I know when, I know when a bunch of us first started, like, branching out from Puckle. Deoxys speed wasn't any like wasn't around, but a couple of leagues were like, oh, this huh. can't be that bad, and they brought it in, and they started, I think, with nerfing, taking away nasty plot from it. But then like people oh. still weren't winning, and it used to be like a seventeen point mod. Now it's back up to nineteen points with nasty plot, and we're gonna see what happens. Sounds uh, good to me. Yeah, the only That's other exciting. like complex. I say complex bands are no speed boost Blaziken because that's dumb. Yep. No okay. pro no no protein or battle bond Greninja because that's dumb. Ha! Uh, get out of here. Mega Blastoise doesn't get shell smash because that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, no Libero Cinderace. Trying to remember nice. my list of uh, quirky like no Zygarde complete. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, good call. Just like call. generic things. Oh, and then Mega Kangaskhan can't have seismic. Oh, good. Yeah, I saw that it was really low, and that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, if you can two-shot the entire meta with one move. Yeah, cool. No, that's stupid. Yeah, that's absurd. You don't need to run any power. You just run straight bulk and speed. And Uh-huh. I think that's the only real complex so cool, band no, that we have. Dance. I don't know, that unknown band. Uh, so there are a bunch of mods that, you know, can be allowed that we just chose not to. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I yep. took this list from somebody else, and, you know, they had things like, I don't they didn't want to throw every single mod on there until one point. So I think some things are even missing mm-hmm. on the list. Like if I look up, yeah. do I even see Bulbasaur? Sense. No, Bulbasaur is not even on the list I, because why would you take Bulbasaur when Ivysaur is there? Yeah, exactly. Like it's also like roll. It's also just like compression down. If there has been a mm-hmm. reason to have them on, sure. 
but we're not throwing everything there. And this should encompass 90% of what people want. Yeah, I definitely. I'm trying to think of any, like, like yes, a couple of the first form starters may not be there. The only one that matters would be, like, Grookey, and I'm sure Grookey is somewhere. If not, I will have to add Grookey, because, you know, it's Grookey. <laughs> I know Sigma will go for it immediately. Well, there's a Thwacky, too. There's a whole last Thwacky. <laughs> yep. I don't see Grookey. I guess I'll fucking... I don't see it either. Oh, well. All right. Regardless. I mean, that, that, that's, a... that's an easy one. Another cool couple interesting things that make it a little bit different than what I know and mm-hmm. what many of the listeners will probably know. Uh, the OU and everything that we're used to right now has completely banned the move baton pass. Ah, yes. How, however, I see here that the move or what was old old world referred to as dry passing, where you just have nothing attached to the baton pass and just use it as if it's a U-turn or a teleport Mm -hmm. or a volt switch. No substitute can be passed. No stat can be passed. Now that is not just passing. Now let me, let me put the two caveats on there. Go for it. You can always pass stat minuses. Yep. I I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't like, I don't know. Like I don't know of a way where you can not pass that minuses and not allow that. But I mean, that's sure. If you lower your own, like, Let's say you use close combat and then baton pass. You could do that. Sure. Yeah. Like, that is fine. Why would you? I don't know. The other thing is, if your opponents raise your stats, you can pass them. Ah, in the same turn or in general? In general. If your opponent oh. clicks swagger, you can baton pass. Yeah. Okay. I mean... That said, swagger is banned, but, you I, know... I'm just, you know, there are... As an example, yeah. Like, if you're running contrary on something... <laughs> and they like try and go for like let's say a metal sound up oh, now you have the ability to pass that whoops oh no like it's a very rare case but we laugh at those yeah. and we allow them because it's fun i'll have to look up what learns baton pass because i now don't remember a lot of weird things suddenly get it so huh yeah another interesting thing that i see on here that is not typically considered are moves that drop accuracy can you elaborate on that a little bit uh yes so no one likes missing moves. It's like evasion. It's it's silly and dumb. So any move that is guaranteed to drop accuracy, we've banned. Stuff like mud slap. Things like, you know, a bright powder. That that is banned. Oh yeah. Like double team, that, sand double team sand veil, snow sand cloak. Veil. Well, you can run sand veil, snow cloak. I think there's nothing against that. No, it, it says oh. it in the evasion okay, that yeah, those, those abilities are banned too. Unless that's the only ability it can have. I believe is usually how it goes, but most Pokemon have the ability to not run that. Yeah. So anything that's a guaranteed accuracy drop, sand attack, sand, uh, sand veil, mud slap, those are banned. But moves that okay. don't always have an accuracy drop, such as night days or muddy water, are completely legal because it's not guaranteed you're going to get that. So if you have okay. to rely on that's like the thirty good... percent chance, that's the same as you know hitting a or missing a focus. Post. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good elaboration that we needed to. I think definitely. Miss. Oh, of course. Now you said missing a focus blast. Yes, I did. So let me uh, let me ask you this because I know the answer already. Now, what if what if a lot of us get our games tied, Claude? What what happens if we have a lot of tie games? How will those be determined? So one thing that we saw uh, that I saw somewhere and I thought was just a lot of fun was, and I know in PDL in years past we always you know struggle with you know finding good tiebreakers. So. <laughs> I mean, we, we have our, you know, our record, our head to head. And a lot of times people end up with the same record, but they don't, you know, they didn't face during the regular season. So we don't know the head to head. 
And, you know, the easier mm-hmm. route would be to go straight to differential. But we've decided we want to have a little bit of fun. And the third tiebreaker is the number of focus blasts slash hurricane misses that you have. Because we're going to reward bad RNG. So the more misses <laughs> that you have, the better. Granted, you're also, like, sacrificing your wins or potential More likely to lose. Exactly. So we're having fun with that this season. I love that. Because a lot of times, That's like, such a and fun. I'm one to do it. I rarely bring moves that are that risk averse. Like, that yeah. are, like, very risky. Like, I have to hit a 70% move to win the game. I don't like that. That is, no. oh, that, that, that freaks me out. And I don't like it. Because I know I'm going to miss it. So, this is now more incentive to try and run those moves that are high risk, high reward. Because if you hit, you're going to do better. If you miss, you'll end up with a slightly better breaker. Yeah. I love it. I think that's such a fun other way to do tiebreakers that's so hilarious and we'll see it may be awful and it may not work and people may get very mad at us and that's fine yeah it's all a learning thing this is this season six is going to be a very interesting one compared to others exactly Um, but yeah it's everything else is pretty much the same now i the one thing i haven't mentioned yet about pdl season six is when signups are going to be so if you're if you're hearing this yeah uh to you know this comes out on the 10th of March. Correct. Yep. Signups are going to be go live on the 14th. So we'll, we'll be making a big announcement about it then, but signups are going to go live on the 14th. So get excited. Consider yourselves as part of the inside crowd because you know when they come before the announcement. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to know about PDL or Draft League? I want to know. I want to know, like, in your experience or just looking at your lists, I want you to throw out one little freebie to the to the Battlecast listeners. What is a sleeper Pokemon pick that you think is really good for its point value? All right, and I'm going to exclude anything that's above 10 points because they're above 10 okay, points. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, give me below 10. What's a good 9 All and right. under sleeper pick? 9 and under. I'm looking to. I'm going to play this game right here with you. So there are a couple that I think are rather good that don't see enough play that are nine and under. Uh, The first one that jumps out at me is Manaphy. Now, Manaphy doesn't get tail glow, so it's drastically worse. Oh, yeah. But it's still really, really good. Like, base of hundreds across the board gets U-turn. Is that... Is that doesn't get tail glow still applicable here? Because even oh, even yeah. though it's not dex, is that still? Are we still using swish um, yes. move restrictions? Yep. So th- ah. those uh, that move is not in generation eight. Kay. Tail glow, got it. So that's how national dex works. Is you know we have no hidden power because that's not in the game besides unknown. Um, no uh, pursuit, no tail glow, no signal right. beam. So a lot of Mons okay. lost a couple of things this generation, and we're keeping that. And Manaphy, unfortunately, gotcha. is one of them. Here so. I was, assuming that those would come back with a Nat Dex thing. I guess it's a good point you brought that up. So, so that, that is a separate, still require. Uh, that's a separate format called Nat Dex Legacy, where people get their legacy ah. moves. But those moves are not in, oh, okay. so this is just regular standard Nat Dex draft for Swish. But Ma- Manaphy, I think, is a, is a sleeper Mon in six points. Um, I mean, sorry, nine points. That's nine points. Uh, I'll, I'll jump down a couple mm-hmm. of tiers. Um, Stunfisk at six is really Honestly, good. yeah. Um, every time I, I see Shamu it, I know Shamu goes crazy for it. Every time I see it, it's incredibly good. Um, oh, I had a list of all of the different drops that were made, and there were a couple there, like Ambipom being four points, I think is a great, great pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there, one a, that I'm always yeah. terrified of mm-hmm. and have been in prior drafts. And this might be a little bit different without Hidden Power Fire just kind of bolstering its moveset. Yan Mega is absolutely terrifying because you don't know what it's going to do if it's speed boost and can sweep you that way or tinted lens and your walls don't work. So, yeah. so Yan Mega has always been like that. Unfortunately, it ends up with the I have to wear heavy duty boots syndrome. Yep. It's unfortunate that, you know, hazards are very prevalent in the meta. Especially rocks, mm-hmm. because it's gonna, it forces Pokemon to have to wear those items. Yeah. Like, like that is the, like, mons like Moltres were never as good before because they didn't have, have that item, but now they have to, which then makes yeah. knockoff much better versus a team. So, well, yes, it can, ha- like, it can run, so it can still run the same sets. It's just not nearly as strong as it wants to. Mm-hmm. Very fair. That's just the only issue with, like, hazards are very, very important. So, being forced to run an item that does not help you, it's it's a trade off. Yeah, it is. I, I think absolutely I think is. a Pokemon like Venomoth in like seven points is Ooh. strictly better than. Yeah. I've used a Venomoth, or those are scary. On a similar V Pokemon, we've also got Vileplume, and I've faced that in draft before. That one's at five points, and that sucker again. Here we are with another Strength Sap Pokemon. That sucker can wall things to kingdom come like it's it's absolutely insane what kind of things just cannot puncture a vile bloom now back in the tears draft it was much better uh-huh. here it's not nearly as good as it- that makes sense yeah and, like, and that's true with a lot of these mons like they're not nearly as good i remember when we used to have a lolan mm-hmm. persian in like e tier and now it's i look for it it is like seven eight points it's in seven yeah. seven points so you, you can just see like things have gotten better and better some things are worse it's just a matter of yeah. finding the potential within the mons. Because there's, there's the always variance be of letting you do nine or eleven Pokemon, nine, ten, or eleven Pokemon is also interesting yes. too. Yes, you I, really cash in your points in a different way. Yeah, the, I've seen a lot of uh, people go very top heavy and only draft nine mons, but they're all nine really good mons. Only yeah. problem is, well, at least in my mind, the problem, the issue with that is the fact that let's say someone has eleven mons. They like they can. It's easier to figure out what you are, what they're bringing to play you, because yeah. you have less choices to work with. Far more predictable. Granted, it has its trade-offs. If you have a bunch of mons and your last like, and you let's say you have a lot of mons, but you have like two fives, a three, and a two as like your last four, you have seven good mons and then a bunch of fillers. Yep. So like, the, there are trade-offs either way. I've run both nine. I've run eleven. I've had some leagues where I got to run twelve. Like it, mm-hmm. it all varies and. It's only as good as how much you're willing to. I dig it. I, don't know, I think, well, I think this season's going to be a lot of fun because we have a lot of people that have done very well uh-huh. outside of Puckle that are now going to be able to come back and, you know, fight. Yeah. It, I am incredibly excited for this. Yeah. This is starting to get my brain flowing. And, you know, I can use precious babies like Gliscor to its maximum effect. Gliscor's a great mod. For a long time. It's, it's on my chart. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My favorite Pokemon is Poison Heal. I know Linian will yell at me. <laughs> But I'm really excited. This is really fun looking. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited because like I'm looking at all the things that have that changed as far as like the points value between a normal like uh, the normal draft and this one because I took this from another group and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. These mods have consistently done well. I'm glad they're moving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like one example I think is Needle King and Needle Queen. They usually sit around the 13 point mark, but they're both 14 now because yeah. they are so good. It's just awesome. it's just fun to watch a lot of this move on. Yeah, I look forward to season six. It'll be great. Yeah, 
I think the other big rule that we have is Shadow Tag and, and Arena Trap are around. Oh, no. Okay. Yikes. Good luck. <laughs> Didn't realize that. Well, oh, that's why Gothitelle's up here. It's Ooh. easier to prepare for things if you know they're coming. Yeah, fair. Shed Shell is an Shed item. Shell on everything. Yeah. Well, cool. I- this will be fun. I will do my best to drop a, uh, you know, the tiers with the signups so people can take a look. Perfect. And start looking around right. at things come Monday. But yeah, you listeners now get to get a taste of what PDL season six is going to be like. Mm hmm. And with that, I think we're going to go ahead and call the topic right there. And we'll head on over to a really funky looking team of the episode that Claude here found for us. So yeah. we will be right back. And now it's time for team of the episode. And welcome to the team of the episode. It's been a minute since we've had one of these in the battle cast. I apologize, folks, but here we are. We've got one now. And it involves memes, which is even better. Yeah! So, starting it off, we have something that may not seem like a meme immediately, but you will quickly understand the gravity of the situation on why it is. We've got Excadrill holding a choice band with the ability Sandrush. EVs are as follows. Max attack, max speed, throw the extra one who wherever you want to. Adamant nature with earthquake, iron head, rapid spin, and toxic. That's right, folks. It's a choice band Excadrill, which normally doesn't seem like a good option, but it is on this team for a reason we'll get to. Okay, Claude, go ahead and hit us with the next sweeper. Yeah, so we have another Sand Rushmon being Arct- uh, sorry, Dracozult. Uh, life Orb, four attacks, four attack EVs, 252 special attack, 252 speed, mild nature with Bolt Beak, Draco Meteor, Fire Blast, and Earthquake. Very nice, very nice. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might even be able to get away with running Hustle, but that's no fun. No, you want to go fast. Yeah, you definitely want to go fast with this, and with Bolt Beak, too. But we get to the funky crux of the meme. We have the Bamboo Queen herself, Celesteela, holding a Life Orb. Ability is, of course, Beast Boost, and EVs are 4 Attack, 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, and a Hasty Nature. Moveset is Steel Beam, Fire Blast, Earthquake, and Gravity. Yes, as you can For tell. For those who don't know, yeah. So you this is a gravity-themed team. A gravity-themed team. With, with, yes. with a couple of other just good mods to round it out. Yeah. And as a refresher, because I definitely think that some people need a refresher, uh, gravity makes things that would otherwise not be affected by ground-type moves for some reason, be that ability or typing, hit by grounded-type moves. So things that are this off includes... the ground are now grounded, is I believe the correct phrasing. Things that are off the ground are now grounded. So any flying types, any levitate mods. Yep. It also prevents moves like bounce, fly, flying press, the jump kick moves. But you can still things roost. of that nature. You can still roost for some reason. Well, you're also not that it matters roost. in this. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you're like super roosted. Uh, one thing to note, which is just kind of a cool gravity thing, is uh, the move grav apple increases its power from eighty to one hundred and twenty. But we don't run a flapple here, so who cares? But the important part is that on on top of making everything grounded and thereby vulnerable to Earthquake, it also increases everything's accuracy by five-thirds, which is a, you know, com- a weird funky fraction. All, all As we of mentioned when we were talking Uber, are now 100% it, accurate, which is the yep, main one, I think. Yep. And at, like, Lunala's hypnosis that we mentioned mm-hmm. in the Uber's thing, that becomes 100% accurate. So... 
your your stone edges become 100% accurate. I like wish that, there was there's a two parts to cannon this. on this team. Right? Then it might might hit like 60% of the time. Well, it's 50, right? Or is it 30? Yeah. It's naturally 50 for Zap Cannon. Yeah. Hypnosis is 60. 30 is the Okos. So I think it would go up to like at least 80 or 90 or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, 70, 80, something along. I don't have the math no. in my brain to run a five-thirds calculation. <laughs> but anyway, that is Celesteela, the first member of the Gravity Core. Mm-hmm. Claude, take us away with yes. the next one. So, and I mentioned this is a sand team. So we have Gigalith. Holding the smooth rock, sandstream ability, 248 HP, 4 defense, 252 special defense, a sassy nature, 0 uh, IVs and speed, with rock blast, stealth rock, gravity, and explosion. So the way I see it in my mind is you set up, you know, get the sand up, stealth rock, set gravity, switch out to something else, bring in one of your sandy boys, have them go through until they die, Go back to Gigalith, set up the thing again, and then explode. Go back to the other Sandy boy and go boom. And then, you know, just wash, yep. rinse, repeat. Exactly. I love it. Sets the field correctly. And then when you do it later, explodes, doing a lot of damage, but more importantly, clearing the field so you don't waste a turn switching. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> up next, we've got just a little bit of a defensive core to round it out. We have Buzzwool holding a life orb. <laughs> defensive core, ability yes. Beast boost. A defensive core. Buzzwall's defense stat is stupid, it and is. its typing is also stupid. So it kind of rounds that mm-hmm. out. Um, anyway, it's got 252 attack, 4 defense, and 252 speed with an adamant nature. Moveset is close combat, ice punch, poison jab, and roost. It can heal itself, take advantage of that funky typing, and just crazy, crazy defense. If you're about to get hit by an earthquake of your own, go to Buzzwall. It will eat that earthquake like nobody's business and ice punch whatever's trying to do it. Pretty much. And the, the true defensive member of the team is Slowbro. <laughs> yeah. With a Rocky Helmet, Regenerator ability, 252 HP, 128 defense, 128 special defense, Relax Nature, Zero attack and speed IVs, with Future Sight, Scald, Slack Off, and Teleport. So you can maneuver on around to get your boys back in. Mm-hmm. Teleport is fantastic mm-hmm. on this team because it Guarantees safe switch into something. Exactly. Not much is slowing slower than the slow bro. Exactly. Well, also teleport has negative priority. Yes, but if other teleport mons try and oh, teleport, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's going right. to go first. Gotcha. If the Arcanine in front of you tries to teleport out, you're going to teleport last. You win. All right, so that is the team for you. That brings it all, all the way back up. We've got Choice Band, Excadrill, and Dracozolt with a life orb just ruining things because of gravity so it's fun it's a little meme you can take this on the regular ou ladder again this is standard gen 8 ou legal so go for it there and have a good old time yeah and with that that has been the 49th episode of the Battlecast. it's been a great one if you like what you hear there's other puckily goodness you can acquire from other places for instance the main show happens every monday on the puckle feed you're listening to us here on the puckle plus feed So go take a gander at the regular Puckle feed for some general goodness every single Monday. Other than that, here on the Plus feed, while you're here, take a glance at the TCG cast that also happens here and the Game Corner and Trivia Rewind segments. Give those a listen. There's something pretty much every Thursday on the Puckle Plus feed. On top of that, if you like the community of Pokemon and want to join in and want to join in on these tournaments, more importantly, like the one that we just spent 30 minutes talking about, Come join us on the Puckle Discord. That's where everything happens That's as far as these tournaments are going, arranging who to meet, 
and just chatting. Like, people are talking Pokemon almost 24 hours a day. We have a global presence here at Puckle. So join us on Discord. On top of that, we've also got Facebook and Twitter. More important, I think we do more on Twitter and Instagram um, than than we do the Facebook. But join us there to see what kind of new things are happening. Uh, We've got Patreon as well, if you would like to support us a little bit more directly and make it so our voices can get to your ears in a nice way instead of a weird, bad crummy mic kind of way yeah that yeah, came out eloquently. that's good enough mike can't fix me stumbling over words but it can certainly make them sound a lot butterier mm, butter mm. have you ever tried butter and coffee no it's really good i don't i don't, I don't drink coffee you should drink buttered coffee I, it's I lovely. would rather not you should also drink mushrooms in your coffee um, that's lovely too so you mentioned coffee which is the, the issue i have right now <laughs> anyway that is the 49th episode of the Battlecast. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing all of you guys listening. Sign up on the 14th for yeah. the Draft League. It's going to be a grand old time. And Claude, thank you for joining me and giving of us course. a rundown of of your baby. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yep. And until next time, and hoping that home will land sometime before next episode, I have been Seth Vilo. I've been Claude Nine. And we'll catch you guys next month. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.